drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you this morning. Praise be to God. Good morning. Are you going to be able to fly this holiday season? I'm just curious. Do you think Do you think we're going to be able to smooth some stuff out with the uh, the airlines? I don't know. I mean, with the va- mandate, uh, the vax mandate being in federal court and stayed, well, okay, the Biden administration did say to ignore it and just keep going. However, comma, will that impact the rest of our life coming up? Well, we're going to have a conversation with Joshua Yoder with U.S. Freedom Flyers. As to why these employees who work in the transportation business, specifically the airline transportation business, are opposed to these mandates and uh, what it all means and what it could mean for you. And it's not just about transportation. It's also about your your Amazon packages showing up to your door on time and all of that. Uh, So we're going to have a conversation with Joshua Yoder from U.S. Freedom Flyers coming up at 15 past the hour. Praise be to God. And then uh, at 35 past the hour, we're going to have a conversation with Rosario Riley, Aquinas in Classical Education for Catholics. You know, education of your children is becoming one of the hottest issues in America today. We are seeing so many people, right and left, both sides of the aisle, come together over this issue, taking back control over what your kids are taught. And we're going to have a conversation around that with Rosario Riley at 35 past the hour. But I would be remiss if I failed to mention that today, November the 10th, happens to be the birthday of the U.S. Marine Corps. My Marine Corps back in 1775 came alive in a bar in Philadelphia, Tun Tavern specifically. Happy birthday, Marine Corps. Happy birthday. Praise be to God. Buddy is hanging out with us today, uh, a fellow devil dog. Uh, Buddy, happy birthday to you. And to all Marines who are serving our country and have served our country, praise be to Jesus. Speaking of bars in Philadelphia, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. I don't think I've ever been to a I was uh, gonna ask that. bar in Philadelphia <laughs> um, or, you know, or Philadelphia in general. But, you know, despite the fact that I've never been to a bar in Philadelphia mm-hmm. or ever been to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. it is... Good to be here. It's in spite of it all? Well, you know, I'm not in a bar in Philadelphia, but, you know, it's good to be here. <laughs> 1775, Ton Tavern. It's, I think if you've ever been around Marines, that's, that's pretty fitting, actually, to have its birthplace in a bar. Yeah, in, I, from all the Marines I've met, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Everything is coming together, and uh, I'm not seeing the lie. That's all I'm going to say. That's right, exactly. It's, uh, it's all starting to come together. Well, today, actually, what happens is the Marine Corps is they, they put on balls, or at least they used to. Do they still do that? I'm just curious. I don't even know, actually. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been in the Marine Corps. Oh, wait. Never. I've never, never been in the Marine Corps. Never they would mind. have these balls uh, called the Marine Corps Ball, and it would be a big, huge celebration of the— of, uh, of the Marine Corps' birthday, and everybody get together. They'd all dress up in their blues, and it would look beautiful and awesome and incredible. And then, of course, Marines acting like Marines. Uh, now, I wonder if that's still allowed these days. Hmm. <laughs> Let us know if you, in the comments if you're hanging out with us on the live video feed today. If you know if uh, Marine Corps balls are still in existence, are they still allow them? Do they have to wear masks? I'm curious. Probably, right? 
Uh, that would be rather awkward. But uh, at any rate, happy birthday, Marine Corps. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you today, of course. In the second hour, we are going to play our game, Fear and Dribbling. For all of those that can join us, I encourage you to do so. Uh, we will have our friend David Magianis come in to help us play the game. And in the after show of the second hour, which is the second half of the second hour, uh, for our CDT insiders that tend to hang out with us there, we're going to tell you, reveal to you, finally, the permanent third person of Catholic Drive Time. One year later, we finally have our permanent third person, and I will reveal that person to you in the after show. In fact, they will be joining us on the show in the second half of the second hour on the live video feed. So if you want the scoop on that, you're going to have to join us, and you can find everything linked up on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash CDT. All right, so that's the deal. We're going to jump into some breaking news stories for you here in just one moment. Of course, we have Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, and then a What's Concerning Us with uh, Joshua Yoder from U.S. Freedom Flyers to talk about how the U.S. airline industry is impacted, how it will affect your life this holiday season or Thanksgiving, Christmas season, and uh, all of that, plus a lot more coming up. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come. Before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy. Hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now your headlines. Human Events reports Illinois governor replaces God with self, wipes out religious objections to the vax mandate in the state of Illinois. The tablet is reporting Mexico bishops investigated over abuse cover-up allegations. Twelve bishops in Mexico are being investigated for covering up the abuse of minors and vulnerable adults, although no conclusions have been so far reached by the Vatican ambassador to the country. In 2019, one bishop revealed that at least 103 Catholic priests in Mexico have been suspended in the past nine years for sexual abuse against minors out of more than 271 priests who have been accused of sexual abuse. Breitbart reports the Biden administration moves to scrap the Trump rule protecting religious liberty of federal contractors. On Tuesday, the Department of Labor said it would roll back the Trump rule that went into effect January 8th and allows religious groups that are federal contractors to specifically hire people who hold to their faith beliefs. In August 2019, the Trump Labor Department announced the proposed rule intended to clarify that faith-based organizations, quote, may make employment decisions consistent with their sincerely held religious tenets and beliefs without fear of sanction by the federal government, unquote. The Biden administration signaled it intended to overturn the rule after civil rights organizations claimed it allowed discrimination against LGBTQ individuals in terms of hiring by faith-based groups. Town Hall, ju- Town Hall reports Judge Bruce Schroeder reveals someone filmed the Kyle Rittenhouse t- trial jury members. Kenosha County Circuit Court Judge Bruce Schroeder revealed at the start of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial that someone had filmed the jury at their bus pickup on Tuesday morning. 
He assured the jurors the video was deleted and more steps will be taken to protect them. Quote, at pickup, there was someone there and video recording the jury, which officers approached the person and required them to delete the video and return the phone to him. I've instructed that if it happens again, they are to take the phone and bring it here, unquote, Schroeder said. He goes on to say something like that should have not have occurred. I'm frankly quite surprised it did. The revelation comes shortly after Cortez Rice, who says he is George Floyd's nephew, claimed in a live stream he knew people were taking photos of the Rittenhouse jury while being in the courtroom. Rice has since deleted the video, but copies were made and posted to social media. The Blaze reports the Biden administration is stockpiling millions of records on U.S. gun owners. Some fear it could be the precursor to a federal database. According to an internal document obtained by the news outlet under President Biden's direction, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives has collected more than 54 million out-of-business records detailing gun transactions and other private firearm information in the past year alone. Specifically, the advocates fear that the information will be used to create a national database of all gun owners, something that is strictly prohibited under the Firearms Owners Protection Act of 1986, but has long been floated by the anti-gun groups. Currently, gun retailers are not required to keep records beyond a 20-year period, but the Federalist reported that the administration and its anti-gun partners, quote, want to change that and are largely in favor of heavier federal oversight that mandates a digitized registry that can be searched, unquote. If such an action were taken, it would enable federal authorities to undermine the Second Amendment rights of millions of Americans. Those are your headline news. The saint of the day is St. Andrew Avellano. And after a holy youth, Lancelot Avellano was ordained a priest at Naples. At the age of 36, he entered the Theatian Order and took the name of Andrew to show his love for the cross. For 50 years, he was afflicted with the most painful rupture, yet he would never use a carriage. Once when he was carrying the viaticum and a storm had extinguished the lamps, a heavenly light encircled him, guided his steps, and sheltered him from the rain. But as a rule, his sufferings were unrelieved by God or man. On the last day of his life, St. Andrew rose to say Mass. He was in his 89th year, and so weak that he could scar scarcely reach the altar. He began the Eutyche and fell forward in a fit of apoplexy. He laid on a straw mattress, and his whole frame was convulsed in agony. While the fiend in invisible form advanced to seize his soul, then as his brethren prayed and wept, the voice of Mary was heard, bidding the saint's guardian angel to send the tempter back to hell. A calm and holy smile settled on the features of the dying saint. As with a grateful salutation to the image of Mary, he breathed forth his soul to God. His death was on the 10th of November, 1608. St. Andrew, who suffered so terrible an agony, is a special patron against sudden death. Ask him to be with you in your last hour and to bring Jesus and Mary to your aid. St. Andrew Avellano, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. 
they stood at a distance from him and raised their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Titus said they pronounced the name of Jesus and gained to themselves the reality. For Jesus is by interpretation Savior. They say, have mercy upon us because they were sensible of his power and sought neither for gold and silver, but that their bodies might be put on again a healthful appearance. Unquote, Titus, pray for us. But look at this. Ten were healed, told to go to the priest, praise be to God. Uh, One comes back and that's the Samaritan, praising the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What an opportunity you and I have to meditate, to ponder, to contemplate the goodness of God, to be so merciful to us sinners in spite of our own weaknesses and our frailties, our failings. That is an incredible insight today. Let me go on to tell you uh, some of the other insights I found from the commentaries today. Thanks to verboom.com forward slash GRN for giving us the tools today to make it easy on us. Verboom with a V, verboom.com forward slash GRN. Ignatius commentary points out, that they stood at a distance because lepers were unclean. They were excluded from the temple and ostracized from Israelite society. Only when they recovered and passed Levitical inspection could they be reinstated into Israel's covenant life. Now that's important. They stood at a distance. And oftentimes in the Gospels, we see Jesus touching, putting his hands upon those that are are ostracized, not being afraid of things like infection or disease or even stigma in society. He's not afraid of any of this, and he encourages his bishops, his apostles, to do the same, to follow as he has been sent, he sends them, according to John's gospel. Hadock's commentary points this out. Jesus sends them to the priests to convince the latter of the reality of the cures which he wrought, and oblige them by that to acknowledge him for their Messiah. He is the Messiah, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he comes to be merciful, but the time of judgment is coming too. The moment we all die, we face our Creator, and we must give an account. Let us make use of mercy while mercy is available to us. Let's not take the mercies he gives us for granted. Let us be thankful. We'll be right back. What's Concerning Us is coming up next. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. 
GloryAndShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryAndShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryAndShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryAndShine.com. Thank you again. The next National Men's March to End Abortion is Monday, November 15th in Baltimore. We will gather outside of a local abortion center and march to our rally point outside of the USCCB Fall Assembly. Men, it's time. We are killing unborn children by the millions. Yet how many men should be here? But where have all the good men gone? Where are you? Go to themensmarch.com for more information and commit to join us on November 15th in Baltimore. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Rosario Riley from Aquinas and Classical Education is going to be our guest. We're going to be talking about education, how it's become one of the biggest issues in our time. Uh, People on both sides of the aisle coming together to reclaim uh, ownership over what their kids are taught. And what's at stake, especially also for homeschoolers? That's coming up at 35 past the hour. Joining us right now uh, from U.S. Freedom Flyers, Joshua Yoder is our guest. He is an airline pilot for a major airline. And we're going to be talking about the the VAX mandates and their impact on the airline industry and on us in particular. Good morning to you, Mr. Yoder. Hi, good morning, Joe. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, praise be to God. Uh, Thank you for your time today. Uh, U.S. Freedom Flyer, tell us, uh, what is this organization that you are a part of? U.S. Freedom Flyers is a a grassroots uh, freedom-based movement that was started back in August by a small group of airline pilots, and it has rapidly grown into um, employee groups at large as well as our passengers. Um, As you know, at the airlines, they've been uh, uh, forcing uh, vaccine mandates on us, uh, making us choose between violating our conscience and our jobs. Uh, we've decided that we're not going to take this tyranny anymore. And what the passengers need to know, all of your all of your listeners need to understand um, that what they're doing to us, they're planning to do to you. There's a, there's a bill in the floor of the House right now. It's called HR Bill 4980 uh, that proposes that if you're unvaccinated, you can neither arrive nor depart um, a U.S. airport. So what we're doing is is we're fighting back against the federal government, these companies, and uh, we need your help. We need all of your listeners to go join up at uh, usfreedomflyers.org. Click on Join the Fight. And, and help us stand up. Help us stand up for God and help us stand up for freedom. How, um, can you give us a sense of how many in the airline industry are standing with you in solidarity on this issue? Uh, when it comes to employees, we have tens of thousands of members that are standing up. As far as the members at U.S. Freedom Flyers, we have hundreds of thousands. Uh, we have people that are joining us every day, every hour. Um, groups across the world have been reaching out and um, asking for um, official alignments with us. We have groups in Australia, in Europe, in Canada, and obviously here in the U.S. And we're all standing um, up together as people. We're pulling together, and we're fighting for the cause of freedom. Um, let's talk about the the unions. I know that uh, I've been reading reports about the unions trying to, especially I think it was Southwest Airlines Union, was trying to um, work with Southwest Airlines to f- to figure out exactly uh, what the what the mandates were, what their impacts were going to be, whether or not they were going to progress or not. And, and it seemed like uh, the, the report that I read that they weren't sure they were getting clear answers. What is the status with the unions and how are they helping and how are you filling in the void? 
Well, what I can tell you about the unions is they have really dropped the ball on this one. There is a complete lack of leadership at most unions. There are a few good ones out there, uh, but the, most of the unions that we have at the airlines are not supporting us. They have sided with tyranny and they have sided with the with the companies and um, trying to force us to get these vaccines. Um, essentially, they are autonomous political organizations that only represent themselves and not their members. Um, I often say in media, I say I, I consider the unions to be co-founders of U.S. Uh, U.S. freedom flyers. It's their lack of action. Um, that, that's why we even exist. We're providing represent, representation for the unrepresented. And it, but, but you don't have a choice. You have to be a part of the union. Am I, mis- am I correct? Yeah, that, that's correct. We, we have to be a part of the union, and, and they're more than happy to take our money. Uh, it seems like <laughs> exactly. when it comes to representation, that's where the struggle begins. You know, I think that should be one thing that comes out of all of this is uh, the fact that if unions aren't representing the, the actual workers, then what's the point in supporting unions moving forward? Uh, there, there really is no point um, unless unless freedom loving people are the ones who take over the unions. It's it's time to take them back to their roots. If if unions are going to continue to exist, then it's time that that freedom loving people like uh, U.S. freedom flyers uh, take over the unions and make fundamental changes that and where where we actually begin representing the people that are members. You know, it's very clear, I think, to most of us that the current administration has every intent. I mean, the federal judge stayed their uh, vaccination mandate, and the administration came out yesterday and said, don't wait for them to undo that. Just keep going. Just keep implementing. Just keep mandating. Uh, Ignore this. That is a that's a crazy thing to do. So they seem pretty hell bent on making this happen. What will happen if this does go through, if the VAX mandate stands and if the unions, along with the airline companies, force you and your colleagues to get this mandate? What will happen then? It's going to be devastating for the airline industry. It takes many years to make an airline pilot you know, or, or an airline mechanic. It isn't something you just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to do this. If they file, fire uh, t- you know, 20 to 30 percent of the workforce, it's going to have catastrophic effects on the U.S. economy, on, on your travel. I mean, it's, it's past time that we stand up to these communists and government and the people who have taken over these companies. And it's time for us to push back. It's time for us to be Americans and take our country back. What, I don't need you to get personal, but at the same time, I kind of want to ask you a personal question, and that is, how is your family feeling right now? I mean, I have a friend who is a pilot for a major airline. I've reached out to his family to kind of just see how they're doing, and they're stressed. They're very stressed. They have no idea what, what lies ahead of them, and they don't know what will come next. How, how are you doing? How are, how are your family uh, handling this situation? Sure. We, we are all very stressed. Um, as you can imagine, when you devote your life, you know, to becoming a major airline pilot, it takes many years, you know, to get to the positions that, you know, that we currently hold. Um, and just to have the rug ripped out from under us, you know, um, from something that is not just a job, it's, it's a passion. It's a way of life. Um, to have that, uh, removed from us, uh, just because we, or the companies tell us that we lack the ability to say no. Uh, I, I disagree with that. Freedom is the ability to say yes and the ability to say no and be respected in doing so. What's the move for your average, you know, American citizen who wants to help the uh, pilots here? What, what can we do? Just not fly, um, make the sacrifice and drive, make the sacrifice and not take that trip. What, what's the move? That is a great idea. Uh, you know, let the companies know that you don't stand with tyranny. Uh, they care about the passengers a lot more than they care about us as employees. Uh, because you spend money with them. That's all they care about is their bottom line. So yeah, make that sacrifice. So reach out to um, airline CEOs and these unions and say, hey, tyranny won't fly with me. I'm not going to support companies that support this type of tyrannical behavior. The other thing that you can do is go to usfreedomflyers.org. 
click on join the fight. Please sign up for our emails so that we can keep you informed as to what we're doing. And if you have a few extra bucks laying around, we would really appreciate it if you could donate to our legal cause as well. Um, this will be to sue the Biden administration, uh, which will be filed very soon, as well as to sue the companies that decide to go ahead and support these mandates. Well, that's a question then. Are there companies that in the airline business that aren't going to go along with this, that they're taking a stand? Um, there are a few that, that are they're quietly taking a stand. They're not being vocal about it, and that's a problem. I think they're they're, they're kind of playing both sides of the coin right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we need these CEOs to come out and to take a hard stand and say, we stand with our employees and we stand with freedom. Do you feel like there is a particular animus against those that claim religious exemption against these mandates? Sure. The, these companies are doing everything in their power to disqualify those who are claiming, um, you know, religious reasons as, as their reason uh, not to uh, take this vaccine. Um, it's it's very evident in the intake forms uh, that that uh, that they have on their websites. You know, they they ask you a whole bunch of gotcha questions um, to to try to disqualify you, um, and this is very frustrating for our members, as you can imagine. Uh, but that's what U.S. Freedom Flyers is doing. We're we're here. We we brought the legal representation uh, to to help these people to make sure that they are not coerced and they're given informed consent. Yeah, have they? Have they been trying to force you to prove your religious b uh, beliefs that are, are held and uh, a long time held? Have they? Do you feel like they've gone above and beyond to sort of uh, force the issue? In other words, we've been hearing from like the Thomas More Society lawyers that uh, many of these employers are are like asking for outrageous uh, needs, uh, you know, to in order to prove this religious held belief against these vaccine mandates. Has it been similar to that in the airline business? Yes, it has. And some of the companies are more tyrannical than others. Uh, United Airlines, uh, they are horrible. You look at what Scott Kirby um, at United, the CEO of United, and then uh, Todd Insler, who is uh, he's a he's one of the union leaders over at United Airlines. Uh, they they are horrible. The way they've treated their employees is just unconscionable. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's um, yeah, like I said, you know, it varies you know company to company. Uh, but yeah, that that is what we're seeing, and, and we're standing up for these people. Wow, um, I hate to say this, I fly United when I usually fly. I fly United because it's the place right next to my house. Uh, but I have to say, I don't think I'm going to be flying United anymore. So I think it's time for me to vote with my dollars and. Uh, and lead by example and stop flying with United if this is the way they're going to treat their their employees. I, I, at some point, do you think we will have a clearer understanding of the kinds of companies? Because I, what I'd love to do is, is not only support U.S. Freedom Flyers, but I'd also like to fly with companies that are, in fact, uh, not going to be acting this way. Do you think there will be a list at some point where... You know, uh, people like us can to make those prudent choices. If we had to fly, we'd rather fly with X versus Y. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually something that, I, that I'm really pushing to see in the airline industry. You know, can you imagine if we had a single CEO that would just step up and say, you know what, I'm going to stand for freedom. I'm not going to treat my employees this way. I'm going to stand up against the federal, con uh, the federal government. I'm going to drop my federal contracts. And I'm not going to enforce this mandate that the federal government is trying to shove down my throat. Imagine how many millions of American people would get behind that company. Their revenues would go through the roof, and it would literally put their competitors out of business. Mm. You know, This is the type of leadership that we lack in the industry. It is time for leaders to step up and do the right thing for people. Now, we have a couple of minutes left with you. Josh Yoder from usfreedomflyers.org is the website, by the way. Um, 
let I know you can't. You're not a prophet, I imagine. So you're an airline pilot. <laughs> Can you look into uh, into the future a bit here? It, we have Christmas coming, Thanksgiving's coming, uh, major travel holidays. Do you see issues related to that time uh, in relation to the vax mandate, or do you think that this uh, this federal court stay of the mandate might give us some relief until then? Well, what you what you've seen is the companies and the federal government backing off because they were anticipating issues over the holidays. Uh, many of these airlines right now have record bookings um, over over um, you know November and December, and it's because of the pressure that we've been putting on. They actually backed off. They they backed the uh, the timeline up a bit. November twenty fourth was the cutoff to submit you know religious exemptions um, or or your vaccine card, and now they backed it up to January fourth. Uh, we know that this was not an act of goodwill. It was them trying to preserve their holiday profits. You know, so we understand the fight's not over while the pressure has been released a bit. Uh, we know that the fight is coming in January, January 4th. And, um, but the mm-hmm. good thing is it gives us more time to get our lawsuits together and to organize more people. We need every single person who's listening to this to sign up with U.S. Freedom Flyers. It is your participation that is going to help us stop this. And if you help us stop this tyranny at the employee level, it's also going to help stop it at the, uh, at the passenger level as well. If the worst scenario were to happen and this goes the full distance and you are forced out, do you have a plan for what comes next? If they go through with the terminations that they're proposing, uh, what that's going to do is free up all the U.S. Freedom Flyers members uh, to, to fight these tyrannical governments and, uh, and or government and companies full time. This fight is not going away. I'm not going to stop. And if they choose to terminate me, uh, that gives me 24 hours in the day. Uh, to fight back and to make changes. All right. Praise be to God, Joshua Yoder, usfreedomflyers.org. Check it out. Spread that around with friends and family and maybe support. That would be amazing. Thank you, Joshua, for your time today. God love you. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. All right. We're going to go to a break here in a moment and uh, come back with more breaking news and stories. And our our guest, uh, Rosario, is going to talk about education of your kids. That's coming up. Praise be to Jesus. But also, I want to mention the Men's March is coming up next week. I'm going to be there in Baltimore. I would love for you or the men that you know to be there. Make sure to check out themensmarch.org for the details. Themensmarch.org. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Catholic Drive Time's coming back. Atheists sometimes attack religion by saying it's a crutch for the weak-minded. They'll say, religion is for those who can't think for themselves. Does this objection justify atheism? The answer is no, and here are some reasons why. First, the objection is not an argument against theism. It's merely an assertion. Someone's use of religion as a crutch says nothing whether or not God exists. Second, what's wrong with using a crutch if one is deficient? If you break your leg, using a crutch is actually the smart thing to do. As fallen human beings, our intellects are weakened. Consequently, it's not unreasonable to acknowledge we need help from God in our journey back to Him. So, a believer's appeal to religion for direction in life is not a sign of intellectual weakness. It's actually the intelligent thing to do. That is, if the religion is true. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers. Catholic.com Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern. Right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. 
Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean, and here are your headline news. The Daily Wire reports Pentagon admits Biden left dozens of family members of U.S. troops in Afghanistan. Channel News Asia reports China may be carrying out Uyghur genocide, according to the U.S. Holocaust Museum. The U.S. Holocaust Museum, which last year said that crimes against humanity have been committed, in a new report pointed to accounts of forced birth control of Uyghurs as well as forced transfers to labor camps in other parts of China. Recently surfaced information signals that the Chinese government's conduct has escalated beyond a policy of forced assimilation, the report stated. The United States Holocaust Memorial Museum is gravely concerned that the Chinese government may be committing genocide against the Uyghurs. The seriousness of the assault on the Uyghur population demands the immediate response of the international community to protect the victims. However, China rejects all the allegations and say it is offering vocational training aimed at reducing the allure of Islamic extremism following attacks attributed to Uyghur militants. The Blaze reports Pfizer CEO declares that people who spread, quote, misinformation, unquote, about vaccines are criminals. Pfizer CEO Albert Brula does not appreciate people spreading what he calls, quote, misinformation, unquote, about his company's COVID vaccine. He's so adamant about it that he has declared that people who share lies about vaccines are actually criminals in his mind. According to Brula, these miscreants are responsible for the deaths of millions of people. During his conversation with the Atlantic Council CEO, Frederick Kemp, Brula, whose company has received billions of dollars from the U.S. government alone for its vaccine, ripped into, quote, a very small, unquote, number of people who share misinformation about the vaccines on purpose and intentionally mislead the vaccine-hesitant population. He says, quote, the only thing that stands between the new way of life and the current way of life is, frankly, hesitancy to vaccinations. Breitbart reports prosecution appears to fall apart as Rittenhouse victim admits he pulled the gun first. Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger appeared stunned after a key prosecution witness in the murder trial of Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Gage Grosskreutz admitted that he was only shot after he pursued the fleeing teenager and drew his own weapon, a handgun, and pointed it at Rittenhouse. The defense ended its cross-examination when Grosskreutz admitted that he never tried to talk to Rittenhouse to stop the violence. Some observers opined that the defense should immediately move for a redirect verdict or directed verdict rather, essentially asking the judge to acquit Rittenhouse on the spot on the grounds of self-defense. Epic Times reports many more Durham indictments likely in connection to Steele dossier. Last week, a grand jury impaneled by Durham indicted Russia analyst Igor Dechenko, who previously worked for the left-leaning Brookings Institution for allegedly lying to the FBI. Dechenko, who had been the main source for the dossier created by former UK spy Christopher Steele that was in turn used by the FBI during its inquiry into whether the 2016 campaign of Donald Trump colluded with Russia. 
numerous claims published by the dossier turned out to be false, triggering congressional, inspector general, and criminal investigations as to why it was used as the basis of a FISA court order to conduct surveillance of then-Trump campaign aide. Durham's team also indicted former Perkins Coy lawyer Michael Sussman, alleging he lied when he told former FBI general counsel James Baker in September 2016 that he was not representing a client when he provided Baker with a now debunked claim that the Trump organization was communicating electronically with a Russian bank. And those are your headline news. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. You know, education has become one of those issues in our country that is uh, bringing people from the left and the right together uh, to take back ownership and responsibility uh, and accountability over what their kids are taught in schools. And I think that's a good thing. Praise be to God. Waking parents up to how their kids are taught, what they're, uh, what they're taught, and, uh, and why it matters in their family life and in society. I think this is a good thing. But I, especially as a homeschooling father, I'm very concerned always about the pressures on homeschooling families, which we've seen a massive rise over the past year. And joining us right now to discuss all this, Rosario Riley, Aquinas and Classical Education for Catholics. Good morning to you, Rosario. Good morning, Joe. Thanks for having me. Praise be to God. Uh, are you, can we start with that? Are you, were you at all surprised or how did you feel uh, seeing these reports that have come out? And there's been many, many now over the past year of parents all over the country going to these school board meetings, voicing their concerns, raising, raising their issues and, uh, and wanting some accountability of what gets taught to their kids in school. Uh, surprise, not really. No. Um, I think in a way, uh, as usual, God always uh, makes good out of uh, bad things, but COVID was a bit of a blessing because many parents were forced to sit in on some of the classes and pay attention to what they were being taught. Mm. And um, as a homeschooler myself, starting about 20 years ago, we kind of saw the writing on the wall of what education was turning into. Um, and the fact that it was really kind of a failed system, uh, if you think about it, really public schools and the institutions, they started about 1870s, you know, so mm. that's that's fairly new. So when people say, oh, I heard you're doing something new called classical education, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so retro. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Vintage. <laughs> Vintage. We like that. It's cool, man. Uh, you know, one of the things that my wife and I had to learn when we decided to uh, take up homeschooling back in like 2000 and I think it was five, maybe, um, was to unlearn the bad habits that we learned in our own existence through public education and college and, and university and all of that. Uh, talk to me about that. What bad habits are there that parents have to kind of wrap their mind around and go, hold on, I need to rethink all of this? Certainly. Um, well, the modern education system versus classical is very different in its purposes and it's the form of how you teach your kids. So classical, even that term has sort of uh, been usurped and and defined in many different ways. So I like to call it natural education. So just go back to Aristotle and and people who thought about the nature of men, right? Um, the modern education system is all about quantification. They, they, it's, it's about um, 
cram, study, pass your test, move on. And so when I was, uh, I actually got a master's in education. And oddly enough, ironically, that's what caused me to homeschool <laughs> because <laughs> I visited way too many schools and and listened to all the uh, the formats and all of yeah. that. And it seemed to me unnatural. And so when you have uh, a student and just ask yourself, think back to when you're in high school and the things you read and the things you did, what do you remember? Almost nothing, you know? So what's more important is that they make relevant connections and they're able to understand things rather than just quickly pass a test and move on and get your certification. So true. So true. Yeah. And what is the purpose, not just of education, but of man, right? Our purpose is to know, love, and serve God, to be with him in heaven for eternity. And sadly, our education, even the modern education, used to somewhat be uh, focused in that area, but mm. not at all today anymore. So we had to go back and do the natural way of learning and teaching. Rosario O'Reilly is our guest, Aquinas and Classical Education for Catholics. By the way, her website is AquinasLearning.com. Check it out, AquinasLearning.com. You know, what you said was so true. I had a 3.9 GPA in college. I, had, I was on the honor roll uh, all four years of high school, except for one semester when I got a C in AP Chemistry. I hated that class. Hated it. Uh, other than that, I, you know how I did that, Rosario? It's not because I'm brilliant, Okay. It's because I learned the system of how to get an A, and I was able to rinse and repeat that system. And the moment that I realized that this thing was not good was I was sitting in a C++ programming class next to a 10-year-old. And the 10-year-old, this was in college, and the 10-year-old knew exactly what was going on. He understood everything, and I was lost. I hadn't the slightest clue what we were doing or talking about, and I got an A- minus in that class because I knew the system. And I think that's at the heart of what we're talking about here. What is the point to having, uh, to having a grade on a paper if you don't absorb any of the information? It almost seems like all the way up until master's level education or even a doctorate program, everything underneath of that is focused on simply going through the motions. And you only learn real information when you get to that level. Do you see it that way? And is classical education the antidote to that? Absolutely. I mean, again, going back to my high school career, um, I I read a lot of great books. I went to a great Catholic uh, high school, but many times I chose to do the cliff notes, <laughs> you know, just so I could go through the system, like you said, and and beat that and get my A. Um, whereas with, with classical education, uh, at Aquinas Learning, we teach content in three columns or three cycles, and then we repeat it. So for one thing, where else have you seen where a child can learn, let's say, Greek history um, one year, and then four years later, they're going to learn that again, and then four years learning, four years later, they will learn it again, but at a higher level. Mm. So we repeat three cycles of content. And at the same time, we're focusing on skills because they're really two different things, right? So writing, reading, thinking, reasoning, those skills are being taught at a customized level as they get older. So we teach all the way through 12th grade. And in order to, to really get an understanding, you really need to pass 
information more than once.、Mm. Otherwise, you are doing that cram, read, study for the tests, study guides, get your A, move on. All right. Drop the information. Hold that thought.、Uh, that music means we have to go to a quick break. We're going to be right back. Rosario Riley is our guest, Aquinas and Classical Education for Catholics. But the website is AquinasLearning.com. We'll be right back to continue our conversation. What pressures do homeschoolers face? That's coming up next. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, "What's wrong for you may be right for someone else," and besides, what's right and wrong changes like everything else. You can't fight these things. You have to just go with the flow. G.K. Chesterton says, "Right is right, even if nobody does it, and wrong is wrong, even if everybody is wrong about it." Right and wrong are not based on fashion and personal preferences, and not on the calendar. They're based on the laws of God, on eternal truth that does not change. And as for going with the flow, G.K. Chesterton says, "A dead thing goes with the stream; only a living thing can go against it." Want more than a minute? Visit us at Chesterton.org. Howdy! This is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God.、Uh, Rosario Riley is our guest, Aquinas and Classical Education for Catholics. Her website is AquinasLearning.com. You should check that out.、Um, one of the great things that I saw in my own children's lives through the、uh, through the effort of homeschooling, which, by the way, my wife mostly does. I'm just the principal of the school. She does everything else, almost, almost. Um, was that my son, my oldest son, which is what motivated us to take up homeschooling? He was,、uh, we adopted him. He was, he had an incredibly difficult toddlerhood in his biological family that required someone to come to the rescue. Which,、uh, by the grace of God, we were able to participate in, and we weren't able to keep him in school. We tried, but he, we get a phone call every day from his from his、uh, principals and teachers to come rescue them from him. And、uh, we we were at our wit's end, and we looked to homeschooling, which we did not think we were qualified to do.、Um, we don't have a PhDs in education,、uh, masters levels ed- education. We weren't teachers, so、uh, we we jumped into this and vi- very naively. But we immediately saw that he began to learn very quickly. He began to learn to read very quickly. He he became a voracious reader and a learner. And I think it was because we changed the methods. And we eliminated the distractions, and、uh, we were obviously able to control the information in a big way too. I think that's really an important point and a benefit to homeschoolers, wouldn't you say? Absolutely.、Um, for one thing, I tell all my parents to read Philippians four six through nine、uh, because there is the secret to everything in education.、Um, because、uh, Saint Paul tells us if there's anything. 
worthy of praise, anything that's beautiful, really the true good and beautiful, uh, those are the things that, and the things that you see in him, St. Paul. So in the same way, your students or children, what they see in you, you are the model, you're the example, um, do, do them. So, and then the God of peace will be with you. Isn't that what we want? I mean, so what you hit upon is very important. The fact that you know, it's not about qualifications or expertise. You know, nobody said, okay, do you have a master's in parenting? <laughs> yeah, no, right. not really. So, you know, uh, you have to have the confidence that God deserves, as one of my mentors used to say. Uh, <laughs> That's that, great that say, changed man. my perspective. On well said. The know? confidence that God deserves. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to steal yeah. that. It's pretty brilliant. Yes, please do. <laughs> Uh, Rosario O'Reilly is our guest, Aquinas and Classical Education for Catholics. Well, let's talk about uh, the pressures, though. Uh, as, as homeschoolers, we enjoy our freedoms. Some states are easier than others, and that's always been the case. But I feel like the pressure is about to get even more challenging for us because so many have gone to homeschooling this last year. I mean, the, the pandemic forced a lot of people to go into homeschooling, number one. But number two, I think a lot of those families were like, holy cow, this is actually pretty good. We actually like this. We like the benefit we get out of this, uh, and we may stick with this. And so I think a lot of these, uh, like the un teachers' unions, and they're going to start to apply a lot of pressure on policymakers to apply pressure to us homeschoolers. Do you see that? Absolutely. I mean, I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened already. We were always anticipating they're going to need to, just like Europe, a lot of countries in Europe have done where they shut down homeschooling because yeah. it's a free flow of ideas. And that's not something that the left wants, really. You know, they don't want you to have your own thoughts. So one of the things that we teach at Aquinas Learnings, I think is very important, um, is philosophy and logic. You know, and even through from kindergarten on up, we have oral presentations. We're training people to think on their own. Um, to have reason and to be able to express themselves properly and mm. eloquently. And that way they can become the philosopher leaders, you know, philosopher kings of the future. That's our hope. And we're trying to do it as fast as possible before um, they catch on that this is happening. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we were under the radar for the longest time. But I think um, that I can absolutely, again, see the writing on the wall that mm. This is, this is, they can't keep having this be available to people. Otherwise, it will be, go against their agenda of indoctrination. You know, so definitely, I think that's coming. That's very interesting. Uh, one thing I wanted to, it's kind of not uh, going backwards to the conversation we happened a little bit earlier, but the idea that you're, you're teaching rhetoric and logic uh, to these, to kids is, is mind blowing because it's not taught anywhere. It, it, you can go to university and not learn logic. And I got a degree in communications and didn't realize till later that I, uh, we never read any of the great rhetoricians in our speech classes. And it's like, how on earth do you go through your speech classes and never read Seneca and <laughs> never read the Ars Rhetorica of Aristotle and read these things? Um, is, is for a classical education, I guess I'm just more asking for myself. Is that the, uh, is that teaching like, the, tri the traditional way of doing grammar, logic, rhetoric under the categories of arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy? Or how is that formatted now? 
Yes, yeah, so um, it is the seven liberal arts, absolutely. And uh, again, when I was saying classical education, has uh, that terminology has been defined in many different ways. You often hear that they teach the grammar uh, stage, logic stage, and rhetoric stage. But if you look back again at, in the medievals when they used to use these terms, it was the, the grammar, logic, rhetoric skills. So, and it's skills being taught throughout their years, not just, you know, at one stage of their lives. And so you have, I mean, you have a four-year-old who asks questions. That's in the rhetoric, quote, stage, but really it's a skill at their level. Um, and then the quadrivium were the mathematical uh, knowledge, really, you know, arithmetic, geometry, math in shapes and forms. And then you have uh, astronomy which is really math and shapes, forms with distance. And my, my favorite is harmonics. They used to teach that. And harmonics was poetry, math, uh, music, you know, uh, things like that, in order to get the human mind ready for the sciences. Mm -hmm. And the sciences, not just being the natural science that we're familiar with, you know, biology, chemistry, that's the lowest science. That's natural science. Then you have... Uh, philosophy, then you have theology and your metaphysics. And you're right, uh, the modern education system back from the Enlightenment, they sort of canceled out philosophy, theology, metaphysics, they took it out, and decided they're just going to come up with their own ideas, and not stand on the shoulder of giants, you know. So I agree with you that um, you really and, and the person that inspired me to really add logic philosophy in the high school level, um, was late Justice Scalia, he said, it's incredible to me, um, that logic is not being taught in school these days. And from his perspective, I'm sure he saw a lot of illogical things uh, hmm. coming in front of him. So that is something that has we've found that to be very successful at Aquinas Learning. And we have uh, my own sons, three of them are in college now, Benedictine Ave and Christendom. These are colleges they chose. And they chose it because we turned their gaze to what is true, good, beautiful. And, and one of them actually wants to major in philosophy even, you know, so um, that's wow. not normal in, in modern ed. Right. Yeah. Praise be to God. That's amazing. Yes. You know, even looking at my own children, uh, my oldest is 23 with uh, with uh, three kids of his own. Praise be to God. Married. Uh, my right. my others go to all the way down to five going on six. So we have a spread and looking at them. I'm always my mind is blown away by their by their capability, their intelligence, their articulation, how well read they are, their ability to play musical instruments, to to write, to paint. I mean, they just they seem so well rounded, but they're they've been receiving this more classical education that I never received. And uh, it just it seems so incredible to me. Uh, to see that. Do you think you will see a resurgence, even like in Catholic schools, to be honest, uh, that's one of the reasons why we didn't go to Catholic schools. We 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 weren't seeing this type of thing going on in, in even in Catholic schools. Do you see that? I'm sure there are some better than others, but what is your opinion of that? Yes, there's always a variety, but there is definitely a resurgence. Um, going back to the the increase in homeschoolers due to current circumstances, the way I differentiate it, because they do need to be handled a little differently, is that we are homeschoolers. We've been homeschooling based on our philosophy of education for a long time. Um, and the new people that are coming in due to COVID and all, we call them crisis schoolers, right? Crisis homeschoolers. And so we, we understand that. And so we try to ease them into 
um, homeschooling. So there definitely is a move toward the classical model. I see it in the five-day week school. We run what I call a hybrid homeschool program, which is we meet once a week, full-on, uniforms, PE, Hmm. you know, the works. Uh, Because these are some of the things that we homeschoolers used to miss, right? Because we loved school. So Mm -hmm. we wanted to have some of that classmates. And so, like I said, when we started in 2009, my kids have had classmates since then. So it's not a a random collection of clubs or classes that we attend. Um, And we have an actual curriculum we follow. But the four days out of the week, they homeschool. So there's a lot of not just a move toward classical, but different types of models. There are three day a week, you know, hybrid schools that I call them hybrid schools because they meet three days a week like a school. And then two days a week, they do things at home with their parent. Um, whereas we're a hybrid homeschool because we only meet once a week and then four days a week, um, they have uh, home education or home studies. Mm. Uh, but and I'm, it's funny to me that you didn't bring it up because usually the first thing that new homeschoolers ask <laughs> is, what about socialization, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know that drill. They're too um, social, darn it. <laughs> our pro- <laughs> I think there's too much socialization and yes. I have to always cut back because... I have to remind know, have to my wife, some- we're homeschoolers, okay? <laughs> we're not out of home schoolers we're homeschoolers <laughs> that's right that's right and so there are there's so much more flexibility um and one of the things you mentioned was uh, music and instruments uh one of the things i learned from a mentor before too is that i mean plato even said uh music uh forms the soul right mm. gives virtue and so when i learned that unfortunately it was like at my third child, you know, um, I stopped asking them, well, do you want to do piano again this year? It's like, you know, you don't really ask your kids, do you want to do math again this year? So it's just part of our curriculum. (laughs) They would love if I asked them that. They'd be like, no, mm -mm, we're kind of done. Yeah, sure. (laughs) No, thanks. No, thanks. We're almost out of time here, but you know, I think it's not a surprise. We've seen so many ills in society and it goes back to, we have stopped teaching people to think and reason logically for generations. So of course, bad decisions are made in in conjunction with the lack of faith and everything else. So uh, let's uh, get back to the classics. Rosario Riley, Aquinas and Classical Education for Catholics at AquinasLearning.com. Thank you for your time today. God love you and God bless you. You're welcome. Thank you, Joe. All right. That's going to do it for hour number one of Catholic Drive Time. Thank you for joining us. If you can, join us in the second hour where I will reveal to you the third permanent member of the CDT team in the second half of the second hour. You can always join us online on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and all of that. Odyssey.com as well. Look for Catholic Drive Time. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning for another round of interesting conversation and insight. Catholic Drive Time is keeping you informed and inspired. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Why do Protestants not believe John 6 when it says that Jesus' flesh is real food and that his blood is real drink? I don't know. In Matthew 26, Mark 14, and Luke 22, Jesus says of the bread, this is my body. He says of the wine, this is my blood. Not this is symbolic of or this represents. He says this is. 
In John 6, he repeats himself like he does nowhere else in Scripture to emphasize the fact that he expects us to eat his flesh and drink his blood and that his flesh is real food and that his blood is real drink. Anyone who says he is speaking symbolically and not literally simply is refusing to look at all the facts. Fact number one, the Jews took him literally. We see that in verse 52. Fact number two, his disciples took him literally. We see that in verse 60. Fact number three, the apostles took him literally. Verses 67 to 69. If everyone who heard him speak at the time took him literally, then my question is, why does anyone today, 2,000 years after the fact, take him symbolically? Also, in verse 51 of John 6, Jesus says that the bread which he will give for the life of the world is his flesh. When did he give his flesh for the life of the world? On the cross. Was that symbolic? If you think Jesus is speaking symbolically here when he says that we must eat his flesh and drink his blood, then you must also conclude that Jesus' death on the cross was only symbolic. It wasn't really Jesus hanging up there. It was symbolic flesh and symbolic blood. Jesus is clearly talking about the flesh that he gave for the life of the world. He did that on the cross. Those who believe he is talking symbolically here in John 6 have a real problem when it comes to John 6, verse 51. Did Jesus give us his real flesh and blood for the life of the world? Or was it only his symbolic flesh and blood? A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. It is uh, November the 10th, Wednesday, of course. It is the birthday of the U.S. Marine Corps. Praise be to God. Born in 1775 in Tun Tavern, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, happy birthday, Marines. Semper five. Hoorah! Praise be to God. Uh, I, I miss the Marine Corps balls, kind of. Those were fun. Those were a lot of fun. The Grog. You remember the Grog? Mmm. Good times. Good times. So happy birthday, Marines. We just wrapped up a great conversation with Rosario Riley. She uh, runs an organization called AquinasLearning.com to talk about classical education and really how that can really impact the world around us. If we can just get back to classical education, the benefits of homeschooling, the challenges in our modern day. So it's a great, great conversation. Hopefully we'll get that posted to our social feed sometime soon. We also talked with Joshua Yoder from U.S. Freedom Flyers. He's a, a pilot for a major airline, and uh, they are just in a difficult spot right now with these vax mandates, and tens of thousands are are not wanting to be mandated, and there is a major impact that could happen, not just on your transportation needs, but also on packages and and in supply chain logistics, all of that. 
and he's trying to sound the alarm. USfreedomflyers.org is his website. So that conversation hopefully will get posted soon as well. But we're going to have a great hour this hour. I have a good news story to share with you. In fact, you know, I love it when I'm scrolling endlessly and mindlessly through through social media. Okay, truth in advertising. No, I hate that. That really – anyway, uh, but when you come across a story – that is just like a feel-good story. It's like, oh, I love it when people do awesome things for other people. Like that, those kinds of stories. Remember when Shaquille O'Neal just showed up randomly uh, and started playing basketball with kids and the police brought him there? Like, I loved that story. It was just a cool story. Like, thank you, Shaq, for being so awesome. I like stories like that. And today I have a story like that for you. It's kind of a, it's kind of a little bit of a emotional tearjerker type of a story, but it's a good news story, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you here in a moment. We have... Uh, obviously, Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day. Hopefully, we'll get a reflection in as well. And Fear and Trembling, the game show where you might win some prizes. Praise be to God. We have a, a great uh, prize sponsor for you this week. That's coming up. But in the second half of this hour, for those of you that are able to join us and hang out with us on the live video feed for the after show, I will reveal to you today our permanent third member of the Catholic Drive Time team. It's been a year in the works to try to get the third permanent member on board. And now they are they are on board, and they will actually join us today in the after show for the great reveal. So if you would like to know who that person is or you want the scoop, well, join us in the after show. We are live video streaming on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. We're also on odyssey.com. I cross-post to a bunch of places, so hang out with us, and you'll find out who that is. All of that is coming up. Speaking of reveals, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. In spite of it all. In spite of it all. Despite of it all, it's, it's still good to be here. Praise be to God. Do you like uh, tearjerker good news stories when you see yeah, I was social gonna, media? Yeah, I was going to comment on that. I was, I, I, You were describing a feel-good story with all this gusto, and I was like, man, Joe's been following me around. <laughs> he's he's, he's going to report on things I did yesterday. That's amazing. That's right. Yeah, that's so right. I, I'm just uh, excited to hear. I'm going to read your tweets live on the radio. Awesome, that's awesome. What, Praise be to God. That's my last, my that last sometime. tweet. No, I, no, it's not that bad actually. <laughs> my last tweet was on uh, on music. From uh, I just pulled up the quote that our guest last hour pulled up on Plato about music forming the soul. And I, I'm like, I, that I was like, that could be a whole conversation itself yeah, on music be. forming the soul. That's yep. such a beautiful well, point. May make so, uh, an excellent interview. Actually, yeah, yeah. I've been looking for somebody good on to talk about music. That'd be an awesome conversation. There was well, last week on uh, on face to face with Father Hezekiah. He, by the way, pray for the repose of his father. His father passed away last week. Uh, we played a recorded episode of that ep- of that show, and they actually had a professor talk on that very topic, and it was quite good. I actually got some great feedback from listeners on that. So maybe that could be the potential guest. At any rate. Uh, there is a, I love the good news stories, and I have one for you here. So we're going to do that, but we're going to pray first. So whatever your needs are, dear listener, we're going to include those in our intercession, asking Our Lady, Queen of Heaven and Earth, to pray for you and for your family and for your needs today, as well as our country, for uh, a fidelity to, uh, to Christ, our Lord and our Savior, and to the conversion of sinners around the world. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known. That anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. 
Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news story for today. Epic Times reports 100 volunteers harvest 1,000 acres of land for grieving family after farmer's tragic death. More than 100 members of a tight-knit Iowa farming community came together after losing one of their own to harvest the crops that he left behind. Cole Vanetta, who managed more than 2,000 acres of row crops just south of Tabor, Iowa, with his father and his grandfather, sustained a farming injury on September the 9th and died two days later. He was 36 years old and is survived by his wife and three children. Quote, he and his father, Tom, 62 years old, and his grandfather, Wayne, 93 years old, all still work together. It's a family farm, unquote. Vanetta's brother-in-law, Daniel Morse, told the Epic Times. Quote, they were just getting ready for harvest. They were prepping the land, they were prepping the equipment, and the accident happened, unquote. Explaining the accident, Moore said that the trio was trimming trees to clear a path for farm machinery when a tree limb snagged. In the wake of the tragedy, the, farm, the farming community rallied together to pay their respects to Veneta in the most fitting way by helping harvest the corn and soybean crops that he had tended. A local farmer, a neighbor, and a friend of theirs, Moore said, put a simple post on Facebook and said, Hey, we're going to get together. We're going to honor Cole one last time, said Morse, who works as a Tabor City firefighter. Quote, they all, they had well over 100 people show up, unquote. The industrious group covered 1,000 acres in just two 10 to 12-hour days, starting on Friday at 7 a.m. and finishing around 8 p.m. the following day. Together, they ran more than 20 combines to harvest corn and two or three for soybeans. Morse estimated the group's efforts reaped between 30 and 40 grain carts worth of produce in total. Witnessing the community come together, Vanetta's grieving wife, Shannon, was overwhelmed. Saying, quote, they just said, I got this and took over. It's been great. The mom of three told WLWT5, quote, I'll never be able to repay people for what they're doing today but I will try. It wasn't just our experienced farmers who got involved, Moore said. Wives, businesses, the whole community showed up. We had food donated from local restaurants, coffee houses, bringing coffee, people catering breakfast, multiple church groups. Some had known Vanetta, but many had not. Quote, even if they weren't able to work in the field, they came in, they helped move stuff around, they dropped food off, they moved fuel barrels, unquote. He marveled. He goes on to say, quote, We had one person because it was cold in the morning just run in and get new propane bottles so we could run heaters. Everybody helped in whatever way they could, unquote. Even Vanetta's and Morse's children helped out. Morse hopes that this heartwarming experience teaches his own kids that there are things bigger than yourself in life. What a great news story. Awesome people doing great things for others. And that's your good news story for today. The saint of the day is Saint Andrew. After a holy youth, Lancelot Avellino was ordained a priest at Naples, and at the age of 36, he entered the Theatian order and took the name of Andrew to show his love for the cross. For 50 years, he was afflicted with a most painful rupture, yet he would never use a carriage. Once when he was carrying viaticum and a storm had extinguished the lamps, a heavenly light encircled him and guided his steps and sheltered him from the rain. But as a rule, his sufferings were unrelieved by God or man. 
On the last day of his life, St. Andrew rose to say Mass. He was in his 89th year and so weak that he could scarcely reach the altar. He began the Eutyche and fell forward in a fit of apoplexy. He laid on a straw mattress. His whole frame was convulsed in agony. While the fiend, his visible form, advanced to seize his soul, then as his brethren prayed and wept, the voice of Mary was heard, bidding the saint's guardian angel send the tempter back to hell. A calm and holy smile settled on the features of the dying saint, as with a grateful salutation to the image of Mary, he breathed forth his soul to God. His death happened on the 10th of November, 1608. St. Andrew, who suffered so terrible an agony, is a special patron against sudden death. Ask him to be with you in your last hour and to bring Jesus and Mary to your aid. The Saint of the Day, St. Andrew, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The Gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? And then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I love how there is so much typology going on, a precursor, a hint of things to come, and that is sacramental confession to the priests. You see it uh, being alluded to, or sort of like this uh, laying the groundwork back in, in Leviticus, of course, and John 20, 20, Jesus says specifically, breathing his, you know, the Holy Ghost upon the apostles, giving them the ruah, the breath of God, and telling them to go and to hear uh, and to forgive sins or to retain them as they saw fit. And so, I love that element here. That in the Old Testament, there was already the foundation for having to go to a priest to make sacrifices to confess sins was already the established norm, and that's referenced in this particular passage. But Augustine had something to say about this being sort of a parable of heretics. He says, the lepers may be taken mystically for those who, having no knowledge of true faith, profess various erroneous doctrines, for they do not conceal their ignorance, but blazon it forth as the highest wisdom, making a vain show of it with boasting words. He talks about needing to separate them from the community, separating these heretics. But the goal is to win them back. And I think it's quite uh, a beautiful thing for us to realize that sometimes punishments from God have, uh, have great purposes and intentions behind them. And we should, <laughs> we should embrace that idea again, I think. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, a few things here real quickly. 
Uh, wow, not enough time to, to go through all this. Cornish Lopez had quite a bit to say today. I uh, highly rec- recommend checking it out. But uh, one thing, talk about the priest going, sending them to go see the priest. Yes, allegorically, Christ uh, did send them to the priest in order to symbolize the coming of the uh, sacrament of penance. But on a more immediate level, Christ commanded them to go to the priest, not that they might be healed by them, because uh, Cornish Lopez says that it is impossible that those priests are able to heal them because Christ healed them. But firstly, for the honor and deference due to the priesthood. So the deference still needs to be given to the priesthood, even if the miracle comes forth from Christ. Um, secondly, because the law commanded the lepers, if they were healed, to show themselves to the priest. Now, I see this very much in the sign of what we what comes to be the canonization process of confirming miracles because what happens here is a miracle happens and the priests who have documentation of the fact that these people were once lepers and know that these people have been declared lepers will then strike them from the list to show these people are no longer lepers and it shows that they are now welcomed to be part of the community once again and so too and this our lord is showing like this is how we should confirm miracles go over and get it confirmed that people see this so way we can know for a fact that this is true and also with the going back to the sacrament of penance you are welcomed back into the kingdom of christ you're welcome back because when you sin which leprosy is a, is symbolic of all sin according to quinus lapide whenever you do that you are uh, banished from society you have to go to live on the outskirts of town you cannot be part of the community but when you're cleansed of it you're now welcome back into the community of all believers and so too with the sacrament of penance you are once lost and now you are found All right, praise be to God. It is time to play our game, Fear and Trembling, uh, where we have an opportunity to give out prizes, and you could get into the drawing to win those prizes. All you do need to do right now is to make a phone call. Is uh, 877-757-9424. Phone lines are open. They are available. So the first caller gets to be the contestant at 877-757-9424. Call right now. If you haven't played in a long time, well, you could call back and try again. Uh, But we love our first-time callers as well. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. Fear and Trembling is coming up next. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2, 10 through 11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. 
So James 2, 10 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ and welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor. Don't tell anybody what I'm about to tell you, okay? Keep this just between us. But there are a few things we like to do during this segment. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions, and you never know. You could learn something you didn't know before, and praise be to God, that'd be fun, right? And then, of course, we like to have fun, and our callers tend to be a lot of fun, good sports. They laugh with us, and we enjoy that quite a bit. And we give out prizes, which makes this a winner for everybody involved. Praise be to God. But if you're just joining us, here's the kicker. I have three Catholic trivia questions, but I don't ask the caller. The caller does not need to know any of these questions or get them right in order to still win the game. The reason why is because I won't ask them. I ask today David and and Adrian, and one of them will be right, and the other will be wrong, and the caller will just have to decide who is Who is the one who is right and who is the one who is wrong? And every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Praise be to God. And our prize pack this week is generously given to us by the House of Joppa. Houseofjoppa.com. You can also find them on, uh, I think it's on Instagram, House of Joppa. Uh, Go to their website, houseofjoppa.com. But they have given us a, a large San Damiano wall cross a value to $54, praise be to God. It is a beautiful uh, heirloom piece, and uh, somebody's going to get to win this. We're very grateful to Tabitha Kidman and her husband, family-owned and operated business. Uh, they're into decor, jewelry, art, rosaries, Catholic gifts, and more. And they have given us this San Damiano wall cross to give to one of you this week, and your opportunity is uh, to get in on this is right today. So we'll do it again tomorrow, and then Friday we give out the name. All right, so that's that's the deal. Houseofjoppa.com, thank you for generously sponsoring our game show. Let's go to the phones. Oh, well, first of all, good morning to you, David. Hey, good morning, team. Good morning, listeners. Uh, Praise be to God. We missed you yesterday, although, honestly, Claire was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Good morning to everybody, so, except Joe McClain. <laughs> so, poor uh, David. Poor David. What is, what is David? Chop liver? Uh, man. <laughs> you're not bad, but Claire was amazing. Okay. She, she did such a great job. All right. No, that's cool. That's so, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. If you're going to have to have substitutes, Claire was an amazing if one. You're, if you're listening uh, online, let us know who's better, David or Claire. We're yeah. Gonna, we're going to pit them against each other. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> I brought my A game today, Joe. <laughs> you brought your A game. All right. Well, praise be to God. It's good to have you back on the show. Uh, let's go to the phones. Susan, good morning to you. Good morning. Praise be to God, Susan. Uh, where are you calling from? 
Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Ooh. You know, there is a uh, a tight uh, head-to-head battle going on between Dallas listeners and San Antonio listeners as to who calls in more often to the Fear and Trembling Game Show. Only on occasion do we hear from, like, Alabama or or uh, Virginia, Maryland. You had a, we did have a Uvalde caller, but I think technically that's a San Antonio call. Mm. So, Susan, uh, is it? do you feel like it's your mission to make sure Dallas wins this heated competition, or how does that go? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you go to church, Susan? St. Thomas Aquinas. Hey, praise be to God. Uh, and what's on your agenda today? Where are you heading off to? I'm going to work. Nice. Is it going to be a good day at work? It's Wednesday. It's halfway through the week. Oh, it's going to be an awesome day. Yeah? You like your job? Yeah. Praise I be do. to God. I That's do. That's awesome. Yes. Too yes. few, I think, like their jobs, so it's a good thing when you when you like your job. It makes the day that much better. All right, Susan, are you familiar with how the game is played? Do you know how the rules work? Yes. All right, so you... I listen I listen pretty much every day on the way to work, but oh, this is my God. first time to Woo! call. Now, thank you. Oh, well, thank you for calling for the first time. Now, David, you know, you, he doesn't have a lot of experience in the game show, so... <laughs> Do you have any sense of how you might read David? Do you think he has any tells that could be helpful to you? Well, I think the best strategy is to try to read Adrian. Oh, oh. smart. Oh, wow. Smart. Wow. Susan, I can tell this is going to be a good game. This could be a good game. Now, all right. I'm, look, I am, however, on your side. I'm here to advocate for you. Uh, so let's see if we can navigate the trickiness of David and or Adrian. Are you ready to play? Yes. Let's do it. We're going to go to David first. As is our custom, David, are you ready? Yes, I am. Are you sure? Yeah, let's do it. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, okay. David, can you tell me, what is a day of abstinence? Abstinence. Okay, I know this one, Joe. You do? I know, I know this God. one. All That's right. awesome. A day on which we are, not, we are not allowed to eat meat. No meat? No meat. I like meat. I do too, mm. but... You know, we do we do this. You know, we, we do, do this in our Catholic Church. We do this. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let's just see what Adrian has to say. Adrian, can you tell me, what is a day of abstinence? When Joe says it's our custom to go with David first, does he mean our custom to not go with Adrian first? Is that what's meant? Yeah. Yes. I'm just yeah. wondering. Just wondering. definitely one way just to read it. That's for sure. Um, abstinence. Let's see. That would be, I remember a priest giving a sermon one time, mm-hmm. and he said that we should abstain from our phone use. So a day of abstinence <laughs> is a day where we don't use our phones. So I can have meat on that day. Uh, sure, but you can't use. <laughs> Got to put away that phone, though. Yeah, a phone. Oh, wow, mm. they had that I, in I the think, 1500s. I think I'd rather abstain from phone than meat. I'm just saying. All right, but let's just see what Susan says here. Susan, here's the deal. Uh, Adrian seems to think a day of abstinence is a day where we have to give up our phones, whereas David says we have to give up meat. Uh, 15 seconds on the clock. <laughs> Who is right? Who is wrong? She laugh? Did she laugh at me? Are you laughing, Susan? Like, okay, so who do you say? Ouch. Who do you say, Susan? Who do you pick? I think I'm going to have to go with David. Woo-hoo. Forced to have to oh, go. Sorry. You have to go? Are you sure? Absolutely no choice in the matter. Yeah, no. Yes. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Although I may petition the Vatican to go with this priest's opinion of this, uh, Adrian, because oh, that well. seems like a good deal. There you go, folks. There you go. <laughs> Although, a uh, fascinating story. I, there are countries in South America who have a dispensation to eat a large swamp rodent on Wait, Fridays. You mean Louisiana? Louisiana. Louisiana has that as well. Yes. It started yeah. in South America, by the way. And oh, really? they're allowed yeah. to eat gator as well. Sounds good to me. All right, Susan, congratulations. <laughs> You're in the cup. Praise be to God, you could win. Uh, I think this next question 
super simple. I'm going to be honest with you. Pretty simple. It's um, the hardest question. No. Easy. No. Adrian, we're going to go with you Uh-oh. this time. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me, what are the garments called which are worn by priests at Holy Mass? What do we call those? Yes. Uh, Cardinal Ratzinger, you know, the, the Pope Benedict XVI, whenever he wrote his book, Spirit of Liturgy, he talked about, we have to have a divine play. And so it's okay. called a mm-hmm. costume. Is it? Mm-hmm. Costume. <laughs> Is that like a Latin word or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it comes from Latin, that's for okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. Sounds formal. Uh, let's see. Costume. Uh, David, can you tell me, um, what are the garments called which are worn by priests at Holy Mass? Okay, so the garments. Uh, so, Joe, I know this one. You do? Yes. You said that last time, too. Yeah, I know. Look, I did. One for one. So I'm going to go with uh, vestments. Uh huh. Because, you know, it, it's like an investment, but, sure. but they shortened it and said vestments. <laughs> is that what it is? That's how, it, that's how they came up with this. <laughs> Sorry. It seems, seems legit. <clears throat> it does. I just have morning allergies, that's all. Okay, uh, here's the deal, Susan. Uh, shenanigans aside, David says they're called vestments, whereas Adrian says they're called costumes. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? What say you, Susan? I will. I will have to go with David. Again. Have to go. What? That's twice she has said this. She doesn't have, have to. Have to go. She doesn't have to. Forced to go. Yeah. She got it. Woo-hoo. She got it. Oh yeah. I. These are like all easy question uh, Wednesday. I guess. Yeah, they are. Hey Wednesday. <laughs> like moly. This feels like batting practice or something. All right, Susan. Uh, third time here. I. Uh, this maybe could be the trickiest question. Oh. Out of all three. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We're gonna go back to David. David. Uh, can you tell me which month is considered the month of the holy souls? The month of the holy souls. All right, so um, I think this is how they how they came up with this. So you know, really, at the start of the new year, uh-huh. you know, the start of the new year, you yeah. know, we we brand new, everything's brand new. So we should pray for the holy souls in January. January, like, yeah. Let's start the year off correct. Yes, we okay. pray. We pray. Yeah, that's what we do as a Catholic I like church. That that's, uh, sounds good to me, Adrian. Uh, just out of formality, let me just ask, mm-hmm. Adrian, can you tell me which month? Is considered the month of the holy souls. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be the month we're currently in, which is um, November. What? Mm-hmm. That's not the first month of the year. Rip. <laughs> Requiescant in pace. Praying for the holy souls. Ah, wow. R.I.P. Mm, Bring out the big guns. There you go. All right. Okay, Susan, here's the deal. Adrian seems to think November is the holy souls month, whereas David says it's in January. Start your year off right. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Susan, what say you? I agree with Adrian. (laughs) You said that publicly, Susan, with such gravitas and confidence. Three for three. All right, Susan, you are in fact correct. Congratulations. You were amazing. Praise be to God. Thank you for playing and being such fun today. We enjoyed having you on. Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. Have a great day at work. We're going to put you on hold, Susan, uh, but uh, have a great day at work. God love you. God bless you. And that is going to do it for the radio side of our program. If you would like to know the mystery person who is now the third person, the permanent person of Catholic Drive Time, I will reveal them to you in the after show, but you have to join one of our live video feeds on YouTube, Twitter, Odyssey.com, or Facebook. Hang out with us there. We'll see you then. God love you and God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. 
Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Welcome to the after show of Catholic Drive Time, where we tend to get a lot more casual about our conversation. And uh, as usual, the rules are you get to drive that conversation. And uh, whatever whatever you want to talk about is what we discuss. So what's going to happen today is I'm going to reveal to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. You paying attention? I, I'm, I'm actually buying myself a little bit of time here because i got to take care of some housekeeping. Uh, I, I'm going to reveal to you the permanent third member of Catholic Drive Time, which we've been working on for a year Permanent now. for three months? <clears throat> That's not helpful, Adrian. I'm just wondering. Um, just, just curious. Throwing it out there. Okay. Um, not helpful, all right? Mm-hmm. Not helpful. Okay. Maybe, because uh, I need a second here, can you uh, recount for our dear audience... The last year worth of co-hosts, and uh, maybe give us the, the, the lowdown on the, the history. Give the rundown? Yeah. The rundown, let's do it. Yeah. Our first co-host, so whenever we first got, uh, so for some reason, I don't know why Joe decided to hire me, uh, but he did. Penance. Uh, Penance. Then we, we got my friend Emily, who I went to University of St. Thomas with, uh, so she came on as our first co-host, and that was great, wonderful. Uh, still really good friends with Emily, and right now she's uh, we moved back to Chicago after she graduated from the University of St. Thomas in Houston. Um, and then afterwards, we had a interim um, co-host, which was Janice, uh, not Janice, Janelle, Janelle, which we have two names that are too similar to one another, who is uh, <laughs> also a student at the University Try of St. Thomas. Me. She might Remember be. How many times uh, I messed that a, up? <laughs> yeah, and she might become a Dominican uh, sister one day. Praise be to God. Uh, one day we'll see what happens. Uh, she's thinking about discerning with the sisters there, so it's a was a huge blessing, and she was wonderful. Uh, she did very good work. She was uh, very good at doing uh, t- taking care of the the jobs that we we needed done. So that was very beneficial. Praise be to God for it. And then we had Janice come on with us, and she came on with us just temporarily. Uh, we tried like a trial run to see how it went. And uh, then we decided to go a different direction, uh, which praise be to God for. We have uh, a we just decided to look around and we have I'm trying to figure out what to say without giving away who our new <laughs> co-host is. But the we so we were asking around trying to figure out who we wanted to be on with us. And after a while, we finally came down to someone who actually is another friend of mine so uh three out of uh three out of four have been trend. have been friends of mine and, and so far mm, i mean i guess that really hasn't worked mm. out for us so i don't know what <laughs> joe keeps thinking uh mm. but here we go so here we go this particular friend of mine is uh he's very talented so i'm very excited to have him on board and uh he he'll have to uh, let's see what kind of giveaway he's he, you're already giving away too much actually oh so. yeah i already did give this away a <laughs> yeah, lot I so said, just yeah there you scale go scale it back scale it go. back first rule of radio tease 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 okay well there you go second rule of radio promote 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 what's the third rule 
Uh, I forget. Uh, I only paid attention to the first two rules. Branding, branding, the first, branding. The third rule might have been... The Brandon administration? <laughs> Ouch. The third rule might have been uh, make haste Brandon. No, the third rule might have been pay attention to the first two rules. I forget. It mm. was 1996. It was a rough year for me. I don't remember too much in that decade. Uh, let's see here. Let's Let me see. just thank some folks for hanging out with us today. Oh, by the way, there's, there is something else that's new today. We are in the process of switching from uh, streaming providers... Uh, we've been using a service called Caster for a long time, and now we're about to switch to a service called Switchboard. And they are uh, um, so we're in the we use Switchboard today. That impacts how we stream to our website. So I'm in the process of working out those bugs today. But just so you know, that's also new. Uh, Tammy, good morning to you. Paul, mm, praise be to God. Our friend from Buffalo, New York. Good morning to you. Clarissa, good morning to you. Praise be to Jesus. Kimberly Sunderman, it's good to see you here. Thank you for hanging out. Becky Dominguez, good morning to you. Jeff Burrier and the Burrier family. Hopefully, Jeff, you had a great 42nd birthday. Uh, hopefully, you did something very cool like skydiving or shark diving or, <laughs> or spend time with your family. Oh, no. He lives in San Antonio. Just north of San Antonio is what? The rattlesnake farm. What? Where you can go and handle uh, deadly rattlesnakes. That would be cool. For fun. Yeah. Hopefully, you did that, Jeff, for your birthday. It's in between San Marcos and San Antonio. On I-35, hopefully you uh, you went and hung out with the rattlesnakes. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, Joaquin Hernandez, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Monica, good to see you. Don, good good good, good to see you there. Sita, E.S. Giselle, Gloria Dion Lopez, Lori, Kelly Hughes, good to see you. Praise be to Jesus. Uh, let's see here. Who else is on? Um, I'm, I'm scrolling backwards. Roseanne, good morning to you. Thank you. Semper Fi, by the way. Happy birthday, Marine Corps. Uh, Mary Barone, good to see you. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else is on? Didn't you say hi to Mike already? Uh, Mike. Good morning, Mike from uh, Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Mike morning, from Odyssey. Mike. By the way, he's taking off Veterans Day tomorrow. I didn't know Mike had a doctorate in education leadership. There you go. He said, uh, yeah. he said, I have the same story as your guest. I have a doctorate in educational leadership and taught school for a decade and a huge advocate for homeschooling. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Mm. Uh, buddy, good morning to you. Semper Fi, buddy. Happy birthday, Marine Corps. Sonia Morales wants to know, why don't you just tell us who it's going to be? I can't wait anymore. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to tell you immediately, Sonia. I'm, I'm, ab- I'm going to get right to telling you who our third member, permanent member is of the CDT team right away. Junior Barra, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Yeah, that wasn't right away, Joe. <laughs> he says, that was hey, the exact Ju- opposite of right away. Hey, Ju- he says, hey Joe, Uvalde, uh, Uvalde represents 1400 AM Guadalupe Radio, all for Jesus. Yay and amen, June. See, Praise Joe be to God. Joe saying that he's on your side, but... Ah, totally, totally. Lucia. There we go again. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> good morning. Lucia says, Joe, it would be awesome if you could just post the talk about the from the professor on music. Oh, uh, that'd be cool, too. I, I want to hear look, it. I got to look yeah. that up. I can't remember who the professor was though that I'll, I'll get to it oh though. wow i just saw this a open letter by polish dominican theologian i must be bear witness to the treasure of the holy rights of the church amen oh wow that's cool writing about traditione custodis uh patty good morning cool to you our friend patty is always hanging out with us michelle vaughn good morning to you praise be to jesus uh let's see who else was on here i'm just trying to make sure i rep- get everybody mimi good morning praise be to god good to see you here and did you say uh, hi to uh june I and did. um I did. And Isabel, that's her. Isabel, good morning to you. Right. Praise be to Jesus. Did I forget anybody? I don't know. Um, Sci-Fi Mike is here. Good morning to you, Sci-Fi Mike, over on odyssey.com. It's always good to see you. So uh, I guess, I don't know, we're down to it here. 
Uh, Jeff says, that's the snake farm in New Braunfels, where Jonah, Sienna, and Genevieve go to St. Peter and Paul Catholic School. Nope. No snakes yesterday. Just family time and dentist appointments. Nice. Dentist appointments. Almost dentist. The same my thing. favorite thing to do on my birthday. It's almost the same thing. Almost. In fact, <laughs> teeth are involved, I, right? I can't remember last time I went to the dentist, honestly. I, lo- I, I, hate, I don't mind the dentist. I hate going to the doctors the of dentist. any kind. Uh, we should get right to telling them who if, the third member is, though. Right. Alejandra, the, uh, good morning uh, to you. See, I'm trying to tell you guys, but he won't let me. I mean, I just want to, eat, I don't want to leave them hanging anymore. No more delays. Okay, let's just get right okay. to it. Well, the person Kathy, that... Kathy, good morning to you. Praise I, be to God, Kathy. I haven't seen you in a while, Kathy. I know you listen every day, but it's good to see you comment, too. It says, good morning, CDT Saints. I'm anxious to meet the new Saint of the CDT. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. This is All why right. I should tell you immediately okay, so the person, who that person the is. Per- Alejandra says, looking forward to the announcement. Uh, Well, we are too, Alejandra. We are very much looking forward to the announcement. So we should probably, I'm guessing we should probably get right to it. Uh, I think so too. I think I'm going to. Joaquin wants you to give a Greedo. uh, is, is that how do you say, how do you do those things? The, the David knows how. How do you do the? Is it called a grito? Grito, grito, grito. See, Grr. I gotta learn these. Things. We should make the new member give a grito. <laughs> Yikes! Like that should be like his indoctrination. Indoctrination. Hazing. Interesting. Is that rite in his... of passage? We should force him to do a grito. Is that in his role and responsibilities? It is now. I just wrote it. In. Okay, good. Must Under do other. gritos. Yeah, yeah. But we should get right to it, don't you think? Right. I did so have delay. I did have a question for you. You did? Well, I, I was about to tell it. <laughs> well, go ahead. Well, well, let's just tackle this really so, quickly. So I'm really glad you said uh, yeah. happy birthday to the Marines, 246 yeah. years. Semper yeah. So what is your greatest Marine movie? I don't think it's the Ooh. same one that I have. Ooh, Heartbreak Ridge. Well, Okay. How about before you? He goes in on that Clint, tangent. Clint I just want to let them know Let's, that the. Can I recall to you the three act structure of Heartbreak Ridge? Let's start with <laughs> act number one. Okay. Okay. Well, before we get into act number one, I just want to let everybody know that the the person that we're hey, having on the Joaquin said total not what I said. So he is now correcting me about what he actually said. So Joaquin, what did you say then? It says, "Is it the forgive me, but the Gorito? I don't remember his name." Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But guess what? Douglas Ross says, hi, Joe. Hi, Doug. Praise be to God. Good to see you here. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hmm. So with that said, the, Lori said, I think we should go. Well, go, Joe, ahead. go ahead. No, you first. Wow, Joe. Don't you want him to stay? He is Hispanic? Question mark. Well, oh, <laughs> wow. Interesting. Oh, That's okay. so well, it's funny. It's, it's like funny you say you that. You have to be Hispanic because to do a Because the person who we're having on. Uh, as our new permanent co-host. Hey, is guess that- what? Melanie says, <laughs> okay, Joe, enough stalling. Do you think I'm stalling? I don't, it's not, I'm not stalling. This isn't, is this stalling? Do you guys think this is stalling? Um, Sonia Morales says, stop, uh, let Adrian speak. Yes, I, I've been trying to, this whole time, mm-hmm. guys, I am your mm-hmm. advocate here. Mm-hmm. I am trying oh, to tell y'all that what? the person we I've have got on is. For you. I've got great news for you. Uh, Amber Carey on Odyssey is a first-time commenter. Oh, uh, Amber, as, ask, tell Joe <laughs> that as you're, as a, being a first-time commenter, you would like him to uh, let me say who our winner is, or who uh, our co- new co-host is, rather. Right, praise be to God, enough of stalling and all the rest. I guess it's time to introduce our brand-new third-time permanent member. It's only been a year in the works. All right, Adrian, who is it? Oh, so you let me announce. Finally, praise be to God. Hold on, I gotta get the drum roll. We have a uh, we have drum rolls ready. All right, let's see if I can. F- 
pull it up. All right. <laughs> it's Rudolfo Carlos. Rudolfo Carlos. Welcome to the team. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, Rudy. Good morning, dear listeners. Habemos, Habemos third person on your show. <laughs> Whatever that is in Latin. Now, you have to do a Greedo now. Uh-oh. Do you know what a Greedo is? Do you want me to wake up my baby right now? Oh, I see the, the old uh, wake up the baby, get out of jail free card. I see I'll give you a this. soft one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I've never done one before. So. Oh, praise be to God. Pretty, that's weak sauce. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, oh, whoever man. requested no, that. No, well, well, we'll we'll work on that, obviously. Congratulations, yeah, obviously. Rudy. Welcome Thank you so to, welcome much. to the team. Thank you. I'm so happy to be a part of the team, to wake up with all of you guys in the morning and work in his vineyard. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so happy that uh, that you're welcoming me, welcoming me in. I'm well, excited to move out of California, <laughs> go to Texas, wake up with you guys at three in the morning. It's going to be great. Well, you're going to be getting up a lot earlier than that. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you are still in the Los Angeles area, right? Yes. So yes, I'm still here. Yeah. Which means when you start, so you're right. We're in the transition period right now. You just gave notice to your current employer, which means you start with us the week after next, I guess. Yep. That means you're going to be getting up at what time? I'm going to be getting up at two in the morning. Two in the morning. <laughs> two in the morning. Yes. Right and early. I all of a sudden feel super lazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, for one, don't feel bad at all. <laughs> You're not going to lose any sleep for me? Not, not even a wink. In fact, I might even sleep in an extra five minutes. <laughs> Just to say thanks. Uh, are you going to be able to handle that? That's pretty early, Rudy. That's like, that's, that's kind of crazy. Two in the morning. You know what? It's just temporary. So uh, eventually we're going to be out in Texas and I'll get to sleep in an extra hour. But for now, I'll just wake up at two, you know, plan everything out, do the show, maybe go back to sleep. I'm not sure. Awesome. We'll Praise be to God. Clarissa yeah, said, man. I was right, even though I forgot his name. Callie. Let's dude. go. <laughs> Callie, dude. <laughs> Look, don't hold that against me, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Don't just don't bring California to Texas. Yeah. You oh, can bring I yourself. Promise you you can late. bring your family, but don't bring oh, California. Man. Too late. Have you seen Austin? Good grief. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, once Rogan came, everybody came with him. I even Musk followed him for crying out loud. Like the smell? Yes. yes. Sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, Sonia Morales says, Woohoo! Welcome, Rudolfo Carlos. Man, Thank that greeting was you. weak, by the way. Yes, it was. <laughs> Congratulations on your new job role, she says. Thank That's you. awesome. Praise be to God. Uh, well, we're glad to have you here, uh, Rudy. Um, I'm I, pretty sure most people kind of guessed it considering you were in studio last week. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, true. Yeah. And we yeah. never really explained why. <laughs> somebody was uh, somebody was in the comments. They were like, uh, it was that guy, that guy who was in the studio. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember his name, but he was, it was that guy. That guy. Yeah. Listen, guys, I was, doing, I was doing a holy pilgrimage, okay? Yeah. To the holy site of GRN Houston. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's penance for you right there. Uh, Mary Brown says, new member, better be female. Just saying. Ouch. Oh, can um, you identify as a female for us? Yeah. Well, I'm from California. Do you want me to so, change my gender? That's yeah. <laughs> it's all acceptable there, isn't it? <laughs> Mary McCoach says, good morning all. Joe is so ornery. From your lips to God's ears, Mary. Is that how you pronounce that? Henri. Yeah, I've been pronouncing that wrong my whole life. Our uh, Legionis, how do you say that? Our Legionis is Semper Fi, Urah, Yet Yet, and all that stuff. Father Vincent Capadano, <laughs> Ora Pro Nobis. 
Father yeah, Vincent yeah, name it. Capadano. He was the uh, yes. Marine priest in no, Korea. He, he was Navy. He was a chaplain. Oh, Navy. Okay. And no, he was not uh, Korea. He was Vietnam. Which he, one am I thinking of? You're thinking of uh, uh, Capon. Oh, okay. Capadano okay. died in 1968. His story is very heroic. He was he was a Marinol priest who uh, was. He was ready for action, so he, he he asked to be released and allowed to go to the Navy, and he was uh, given permission. He was in Hong Kong at the time, and uh, he really loved working in the upper mountains uh, with the indigenous peoples of Asia and uh, took to languages and all that, but kind of got bored with easygoing life in Hong Kong. So when Vietnam struck up, he wanted to become a chaplain, which they allowed him to be. And he had an impact on those those men's lives. And in 1968, he spent six hours running around in the midst of uh, intense firefight um, and used his own body to shield another soldier from the automatic machine gun fire. Gave away his gas mask and went from uh, – he was carrying the wounded back to help. And it was an crazy, incredible story. And when he died, they passed the word through all of South Vietnam that he had passed away. And the Marine Corps took a pause to remember him. He had such an impact on the life. So, Father Vincent Capadano, pray for us. Mm-hmm. Great story. Praise be to God. Real quick, uh, we have a, just about, uh, no, we have a little bit of time. We have 14 minutes left in our conversation. And if you have any questions uh, for, for Rudolfo, Rudolfo, Carlos, Rudy, uh, actually, we should ask him, how would you like to be addressed on the show, Rudolfo or well, Rudy? How about we do that? Yeah. Hey, Rudy. Just call me. Hey, yes. Rudy. How would yes, you sir. like to be uh, addressed on the show, by the way? Uh, just call me Rudy. There Let's you go. keep it in. You've got it, Rudolfo. No Rolls problem. right off the tongue. <laughs> I'm only teasing. Yeah, so if you have any questions teasing. for him, like make sure that he knows what Star Wars is and yes. you know, things like that. The, and the important questions, uh, let us know. We'll I pass them on. I ask that question. Did we ask that question? Have you, do you like, we did, we did. We asked this question. You like Star Wars, right? I do, yeah. He and, said he uh, liked the prequels, right? I, I mentioned to you that I like the prequels, which, you know, depending on who you're Anathema talking to, you, people... People look at you funny if you say that, but I actually enjoy those. Now, uh, however, uh, Lord of the Rings, you're a big fan of. Yes. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Wow. What's Lord of the Rings? Um, see what I'm dealing with here, Rudy? You're going to bring balance to the force. Is that that's the one? Is that, is that, the, is that the, the, the magic one that promotes magic? Is that the one? I don't know. Let's get Pierce back on and ask mm. him what he thinks. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, let's see what else he says. Uh, uh, Mike from uh, uh, Sci-Fi Mike on Odyssey says, "I'm calling him that guy." Let's uh, go. Mike says. Uh, also, Mike, uh, this, you're going to find out that on Odyssey, it's just a bunch of mics, and uh, Mike on Odyssey, except for Amber, there, Amber, which we didn't need to give her the first time commenter uh, sounder. Is this the same Amber that comments on our other pa- platforms? Uh, well, <laughs> she's first time on Odyssey anyway, so. Either way, praise be to God. We're glad you're here. But the other mic says, glad to see. I think he will be great. Praise be to Jesus. Oh, um, yikes. Joaquin has a very, very important question for you, dude. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Oh, no. He says, why did Leia kiss Luke on that bridge, Mr. Rudy? <laughs> oh, man. Yikes. I um, have no idea. <laughs> pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass on that question. However, it's, uh, you know, the church has some very specific things to say about that. So. <laughs> about sisters and brothers kissing? Yep. Oh, I see where you're going do with it. that. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very technical. Very technical. That's good. That's, that was a direct quote it. from St. Thomas, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Sita says, welcome, Rudy. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, Nicola says, uh, happy birthday, Marine Corps. Praise be to Jesus. Welcome to the show, Rudy. 
Thank you. Um, Sonia says, Rudy, are you tricky like Adrian or super tricky like Joe? What? Mm. What? That's Truth an excellent out. question. Uh, who asked out. that question? Uh, Sonia. Sonia. Come on, Sonia. Sonia, do you know about that riddle about the two sphinxes? You know, one of them tells you a lie. The other one tells you the truth. <clears throat> no. You know, confusing nope, that heard. whole. You ever heard of that? No, no. Some sort of riddle. I, I don't remember the specifics. <laughs> anyway, just to answer, it's a long-winded say, a way of saying I am very tricky. Yikes. Watch out. Ouch. Yikes. And in other news, uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign accuses Donald Trump of colluding with Russians. Anyway, a different story again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was <story>. random. <laughs> is, is it? Hmm. All right, Are you uh, saying that we are colluding with the Russians? Uh, ¿Cuántos mm. le lenguas habla, Rudy? Hablo dos lenguas. There you Hablo go. Hablo español y inglés. There you go. Maybe we should do the after show in only Spanish. Yikes. <laughs> that would be fun. Should we try uh, that sometime? No. You're an expert. <laughs> Rudy's an expert. I'm just going to sit here and watch. You're an expert. Yeah. I also, uh, I can say a few things in Czech too, like Dober Den. Really? Good day. Have you been to Czechoslovakia? Well, the Czech Republic, yeah. I can Not s- Czechoslovakia. I can that, say that, that arigato isaimas in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> arigato. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Lori says, for luck, she kissed him on the cheek. Good grief. Wow. Mm. Are we overreacting, was, Lori? Mm, was mm. that on the cheek? I don't... Mm. Oh, I yeah. Don't Whenever she so. kissed him, that was in... Uh, that was uh, when he was in the hospital bed on episode oh, that's four. Right. That's right. I think that's right. Yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Why was that we... the time that you were talking about? Or, or She said other? on the bridge. So, yeah. oh, there okay. you go. Alaric, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Alaric says, Ave Maria, good morning. It's good to see you here. Uh, Tammy says, Rudy will definitely bring balance. We like that. Praise be to God. Loonbeam, Luna Beam says, uh, Hope people's having a good morning. Yeah, this is our friend from Canada, isn't it? Yes, that's the one that, that the elves and the orcs, Adrian, and hobbits. What's a, a hobbit? Hobbit. Big hobbit. feet. Big Short, feet. but big feet. We're talking about Joe with his long arms, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Let uh, me ask you this. <clears throat> oh, sorry, Joe. Oh, Luna Beam wants you to learn Russian, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that Seems sounds reasonable. too hard for me. Seems reasonable. <laughs> I had a Russian coworker one time, and uh, he tried to teach me. I don't, I don't remember anything he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because it was in Russian. Yeah. But hey, I want to ask you guys, if you guys could live in a full-sized Hobbit house, would you do it? No. I would. Uh, My kids would. Full-sized Hobbit house. E- how big is a full-sized be... Hobbit house? I don't even know how big that would be. No, it would like have scaled to, be... to you. It would have scaled to be to as me? nice. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, sure. If it's scaled to me, that'd be cool. It would I'm have done. to be as nice as the Hobbit hole of Bilbo Baggins. Now, one oh, thing, yeah. if you're a big fan of Lord of the Rings, you'll know that that was kind of a unique residence in the Shire. Most Shires weren't quite that nice. That one was the nicest. It would have to be that. <clears throat> Otherwise, you're living in a dirt hole. And no, thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> that was called the Marine Corps. And, um, you know, we're done with that. Praise be to God. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jarheads, Mike says. Uh, you, you, by the way, do we know what jar? Do you not, guys know what the reference to Jarheads are? Do you know no why idea. they're called Jarheads? Do you know no. why they're also called Leathernecks? And do you know, also know why they're called Devil Dogs? Mm, no. 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 Anybody? Amber said, yes, same person. Thank you all the same. There you go. Does anybody in the audience know why they're called Jarheads, Leathernecks, or Devil Dogs? <clears throat> Mm, I'm sure the guy, I mean, there's a lot of military guys here, so I'm sure they I'm know. Gonna, I'm going to take a guess. Mm-hmm. They had a piece of leather on the backside of the collar. Why? Of their, Why? I, I don't know. 
Oh, well, you were right. They did. They wore oh, le- really? They wore leather around their necks, and nice. it was in the battle uh, for Tripoli, which is part of the Marine Corps hymn, um, from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Um, they wore leather because the uh, the the local indigenous people of Tripoli would slash at the Marines' necks with swords, and the leather was to help keep your head on your shoulders. So wow. there you go. Uh, Devil Dog. Do you know the reference to Devil Dog? No. World War One, um, when the uh, when the Marines attacked the Germans in the forest, they fought so vigorously and so hardcore that the Germans gave them the title uh, of Devil Dog. Nice, and it stuck. Amazing, and of course, jarheads. Jarhead because mm-hmm. they put jars on their heads. <laughs> I'm assuming sometimes, maybe. No, nah, I'm teasing. Were they slonking like the glass bottles of milk? Milk, yes. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Sure. Milk, yes. <laughs> Happens all the time. We were, however, born awesome. in a tavern in Philadelphia in 1775. So you, you can do the math there uh, <laughs> as far as what the liquid of choice is. But no, it's because of the haircut. Usually they look like they, you know, like a jar. Oh, it's like a bowl cut. Yeah. Nice. Oh, no, no bowl cuts. High uh, and tights. High and tights. So Tammy had a very, very important question for uh, Mr. Rudy. He said, speaking of bounce, does Rudy prefer. The horns, <laughs> or does he prefer <clears throat> prefer plafla? Uh, there we go. Uh, or oh yeah, there we go. He's from California. What do you expect him to say? Or he said, does he have his own preferred sound? Ooh, that's an interesting, interesting question. Mm-hmm. Rudy, you're gonna maybe have to suggest mm. a, a third option here. Um, I think I like the horns, but oh, uh, wow. if, if we're gonna put music in there, I wanna I wanna put in Dan Shoots. Here I am, Lord. Oh, <laughs> but modify right. it so it says, "Here I am, Joe." Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, uh, I th- I would put well, my. Well, it was hat good in. to know you, Rudy. I mean, it was a good run, pal, <laughs> and we liked having you on the team. Next week, we'll announce the permanent. No, I'm teasing. Uh, teasing. We will have. I want to put my hat in for uh, daughter, it's <laughs> Modest is Hottest. I think it's nice. time we had a talk. I think this has got to be one of my favorite songs of all time. No drinking, yeah, you no played it a thousand no times here in the studio. <laughs> oh, my. And the best thing about it is uh, it's deleted off the internet, so it's not copyrighted on YouTube. It's not going to to get us for this. <laughs> uh, praise be to God. I should put that on a button. Because I gotta go hunt for this to be able to play it. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, my sci-fi Mike says, responding to some of the things we've been talking about, Smaug's treasure builds a nice hole in the hill. Yummy. Yeah, true story. Yeah, true story. Uh, Mike says, uh, uh, "Double dogs come from World War One." Good answer, Mike. Praise be to Jesus. You are correct. And the high and tight has to be the haircut. Yep, that's true. Paul said, "Because Marines are jarring people." <laughs> well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes true. I would, I should uh, maybe get Buddy on or somebody to maybe to spend a whole show talking about boot camp in the Marine Corps. Mm. That is entertaining to Marines. We like talking about our experiences of boot camp in the Marine Corps. Chris said, welcome, Rudy. That's my father's name. God rest his soul. Amen. My dad is also a veteran. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Thank you for your father's service, Christopher. By the way, uh, Veterans Day is coming. Mm. And Mike is going to be off for Veterans Day. Thank you for your service, Mike. Uh, well, let's see. What time is it? We have how many minutes left? We have just about a couple <laughs> minutes left. What now? Mike, Mike said, uh, no, in regards to the horns versus the, uh, the Jesus friend of mine, he mm-hmm. said only one right answer. And after Rudy said <laughs> that he, he, after Rudy said he liked, um, the, Jesus is my friend. 
after he said he liked it, he said, that's it. Rudy's out. And then Rudy <laughs> said, well, I might, I might prefer the horn of judgment. He goes, I rescind my decision. He chose wisely. <laughs> there you go. There's a lot of mixed emotions there. I kind of feel all over the place. I don't know uh, what to think exactly, but, you know, here God. we go. Praise be to God. So uh, the plan is Rudy starts in the week after next, and uh, he will be starting remotely from home, which means that's why we're talking about getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning for him, because they're two hours behind us here in Central Time, and, of course, three hours behind on Eastern. But you are going to be moving with your family to Houston. Tell me about that. Well, it's a very providential story, Joe, uh, kind of like how the, the radio station came to be. There's a sense of providence here. My wife and I were praying for a very long time to find a way to get out of this crazy, crazy place we call California. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't understand how crazy it is here. And it's only (laughs) going to get worse as we get closer to January 5th. So um, we've been praying really hard. We've been thinking about going to Kansas. We were thinking about Texas. We have friends that are leaving. So uh, this was very providential for you to uh, consider me for this role. Praise be to God. And uh, it was Frankly, it was it was kind of easy to make the choice. You know, this is a, a fantastic opportunity that I, I hope to bring a lot of excellence to. And uh, again, I appreciate you uh, allowing me to be here and to wake up with all of you, dear listeners, and entertain you and keep you informed. Yeah, amen. but also I think that uh, one of the things that I'm going to enjoy the most, and this is not something that I think people would consider, I'm going to enjoy working at a place. With people who do not blaspheme. Mm, well. Oh, my goodness. Joe. Well. You do have to deal with Joe. <clears throat> and, and Adrian. Oh, um, no. I blaspheme the name of uh, Lord of the Rings every day. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you see what we're dealing with here? Nah, we're teasing, of course. Just as long as you don't blaspheme the holy name of God. Yeah, you know, Amen. Man. Praise be to God. Valentine I mean, um, says, welcome, Rudy. Are you still going to do the Glad Trad podcast? I think so. Yes, we're going to keep doing it. Glad Trad Podcast has been a, a passion project for a long time. So when we have time, we're going to keep going, keep doing it. Yeah, praise be to God. We're excited that you will as well. All right, that's going to do it. Now you know I've teased you long enough. Welcome to the team, Rudolfo Carlos, which we will be calling Rudy. Uh, we're glad to Thank have you. you here, Rudy, and we're looking forward to having you on. I'm looking forward to giving you the news. And so is the audience. So praise be to God. (laughs) That's going to do it for our show today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We enjoyed our conversations with Joshua Yoder, the airline pilot, and Rosario Riley about uh, classical education. Coming back tomorrow, we've got some great conversations coming up. So do us a favor and share us with a friend. We'd be very grateful. You are the uh, wind in the sails, and we love it when you share us with friends and family. So do that today. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here tomorrow for Catholic Drive Time.